Now to that cold Miller's Light opening can only mean one thing. It's time to start the show. Hi, hello there, iTest Power Hour fans. You may be wondering why this episode started an hour later than normal. And that's because it's daylight savings time. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> oh, right? The worst time of the year. The worst time of the year, says Jason. Well, Tell us why. Well, actually, <laughs> so we're just jumping right into well, it. This, this is when the yeah. time reverts back to yeah, normal. Yeah, technically, this is standard time, which a lot of people get that confused. Daylight savings time is actually the time that we were just on. And I have a question for you two. Do either one of y'all know what the origin of daylight savings time actually was? Some pagan yes. shit. What is it, Corey? It's for the farmers. So, I had always thought that myself. No, I've Googled this. It's yeah, true. Well, I Googled it today and found out that that's not necessarily the... The exact case. Mm. Okay, well, so, go on. I'd like to hear what you So if, if you want to get real technical with it, the Canadians were the first to start this practice. Ah, those, those little Canucks. <laughs> but... They just fart on each other all the time. But the, um, the first country to actually, like, standardize it is actually... was Germany. And they Same did... Goes. They did how so... Did they, how does that... So, okay, never mind. I'm thinking so time they did it in 1916. World War One, maybe. It, well, yes, and that is exactly why. Because their original thought process was they wanted to minimize like the use of artificial lighting and therefore like conserve energy at at, at night. So they wanted the daylight to be longer with within you know normal clock span. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, what happened was is a lot of the rest of Europe they kind of adopted the same type thing. Once World War One, yeah, 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 because they had to, you know. <laughs> the Germans are doing it. Shit, we gotta do it. <laughs> so ultimately, once the uh, the World War One ended, a lot of them reverted back and were like, "All right, yeah, fuck this," and so they went back to it. Well, then when World War Two started, they kicked it back up again. But the United States said, "No, fuck all that." In 1918, they they heard what was happening across the pond, and they went ahead and. That's when they began the practice of daylight savings time over here. It was in 1918, and that's also coincidentally whenever they established all of the time zones within the United States. So there, there's your little fun fact of the day, and the reason that I you bring— You just snuck in some time zone trivia. I sure did. In the middle of this daylight savings And the reason I brought that up is because I was thinking about it the other day. Have you ever met a single person in your life— that likes this time setup that we have right now. Have you ever met somebody that's like, you know what? I love it when we switch back to standard time and it gets dark and depressing by well, five thirty, and in, I never in the spring, see it. Like whenever you lose that hour, I'm just like, fuck. No, like, but but it, but it's better though because it stays lighter longer. Like I, there's nothing worse. Look, driving home from work. I think that what you just said is stupid because it's almost summertime and it's gonna be lighter all the time anyway. So. Yeah, no, no, I, I know, I know. There's also, like, depending on the solstice as well. There, I understand that there's that. But if we stay like this all year round, we'd be more adjusted to it when it came to this time instead of it all of a sudden it just, like, bam. We're back to how it's, like, it's supposed to get dark. I'd rather it. stay the other way, and that, that way it is a little bit lighter because during this time period, dude, when you're driving home from work at 5.15, 5.30, and it already looks like it's fucking 8.45 outside, that is some depressing shit. Yeah, time to snuggle, you know, getting couch, getting, uh, you know. No, fuck that. I want to see some sunlight. <laughs> Just eat your vitamin D pills. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that <laughs> vitamin D pill cannot provide me with with the, the mental happiness that, that the sunshine Whatever. outside Piccolo can. shot a solar beam into each one of those. And so don't you fucking think <laughs> What? Is that how they make vitamin <laughs> D pills? Make them. Is Shut up, you goddamn Namek. Now shoot some, <laughs> shoot some solar beams. In it. Man, you are, uh, good Lord. You, you're, you're really dialing into a very specific portion of our audience there with a Dragon Ball Z reference. There it is. There it is. Shane said something. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm saying like, Harness all the good vibes. And I was like, oh, like Goku. She's <laughs> like, what? I was like, like Goku. All the good vibes. She's like, oh, <laughs> have y'all seen, have y'all seen that, uh, that, the YouTube video of, uh, Goku doing the super Saiyan three when he's fighting boo. And it's like the remix song. No, I have not. I don't know. I, I watch, I watch that every once in a while. It's, it's really, 
it's really it's, instead it's, of saying I've seen that you, you, uh, on more than one occasion, you have referenced that video. It's popular. Okay. We'll, we'll I don't know we'll how it popular it is. We'll watch after the podcast. You'll see it. Do you okay. remember where you were when you saw Goku go Super Saiyan the first time? Against uh, Frieza? Frieza, yeah. I, nah. I can. I was in my grandparents' den where I watched all my Dragon Ball Z episodes. One, and my grandpa used to come in there and make fun of me. I'll tell you, one, that's the most elderly thing I can think of, having a den. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then secondly, yeah, see what I'm talking about? You can remember that shit. No one has a den but old people. <laughs> What is considered a den? A living room. Yeah, but it's is, obviously different. So okay, here, here's, here, here's in my. I'll give you my image of a den. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. I probably am. A living room is like Jason's. It's got like it's just a couch and TV and stuff. A den has shag carpet, and it's got wood paneling. There's mm. probably a deer head, and <laughs> there's a good chance your grandpa has a bowl of pecans that you can just crack. <laughs> well, <laughs> see. I, for their grandparents' house, they had the front room, which was probably the living room, and then this back room had just an assortment of things and mm. lots of windows. And yeah, so, so, so there was no wood paneling or deer, but there were pecans. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of pecans. I'm telling you, dens have pecans. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's how you know. Another fun fact. Mm. Uh, let's see. I see your, uh, this house here has uh, two bedrooms, a two bath, a living room, and... Those pecans? Oh, must be a den. <laughs> Does that bring your value of your house down? No, it brings it up. <laughs> Not except, the pecans, the den. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It brings it up by about eight bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah how do you crack pecans? Do you use the cracker or do you crack two pecans? I've done it I've done it with quite a few different apparatuses. My my grandfather is very well versed in, in the cracking of pecans. Yeah, and mainly it, shotgun butts. <laughs> <laughs> And then you can take, you put two of them together in your hand, and you got a strong enough hand, you can squeeze them and crack them. That's what he was saying. Yeah. Cr- oh, 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 yeah, I, my, I'm my, sorry. My, my grandfather had like that um, that crab claw cracker, you mm-hmm. know? He had that, but yeah, we used to just do them with the, the two together. And it, because Scottish I, well, grandpa? or um, Actually, my mom's dad, mm. uh, he was like, my mom's dad was like from like East Texas, and um, he, was, yeah, he had, he had the, the, I basically described his den, it was like, Old chat carpet, <laughs> okay. wood paneling, deers in the wall, pecans, and like cigarette smoke, like heavy. And uh, and yeah, he used to. I used to th- when I used to crackers. I would always like destroy the pecan meat inside. Like I would like go through it. Yeah. And so whenever I did it like by, by the hand together, I'd always crack it nicely, and I'd get like a full, you know, pecan. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. you get the full meat of the yeah. pecan the out of pecan there. Pecan meat, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. I I dude, Isn't I that I weird love that you pecans. Call, like when you're saying it's like the meat of the pecan, like. You know, it's just weird to think of. Like, I mean, that's basically just a. It's a. It's a. It's a descriptive measure. Yeah, I get. I get it. I'm just saying it sounds. Get them old pecan innards out of there. Look, it makes sense, but I'm just saying it's weird. Just like the word vixen. Okay, we all know. know. We all know it's weird, but it's a good word and it's utilized often. That's right. You got any more about German uh, sunshine? <laughs> German sun- No, that's uh, that's about it on my German sunshine. Hey, I got something about Germans. I don't know about sunshine, but, you know, <laughs> okay. they uh, they have a law over in Germany. And it's a Bavarian law, so you can only use certain, like, ingredients, the main ingredients of beer. And if you stray from that or try to add other things, you go to jail. To jail? Mm-hmm. Man. It's, it's, and that's a law from the 1600s. That's interesting. That reminds me of, like, it's such like a, um, if, like, the FDA had actual power, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was because back then it was so serious and, like, uh, like the king, the king made this law because he, well, they just started making this beer and they're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, if you, like, I guess maybe somebody tried to do something different and it was like, fuck you, you're going to jail. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> so, that reminds me of two old laws I learned about in Scotland. Uh, one was, uh, we were walking around Scotland. We noticed a lot of houses had like where a window was, but that window was like bricked up. Like a window was, so yeah. it was a, a wind. So like if you had like, wind were, if, <laughs> if you had like this house, like the wall and then like where that square was, they'd have like bricks filling it up. And we're like, what the fuck's going on with these windows? And my uncle goes back in like the 1200s, there was a window tax. Like the, the, the English king, I was, remember that 1200, like, so let's, let's say 1400s. The English king said, we're going to have a window tax. The Scottish go, we're not paying you a fucking window tax. 
So they broke through windows and bricked them up. They're like, we're not paying you a goddamn tax. You, you ever think about just back in the day, these kings and all these monarchies and stuff, and you're like, shit you're like, how big of a dickhead do you have to be to be like, you know what? <laughs> Just because I can, and was this fuck you and fuck after your windows. William Wallace. Uh, this this likely would have been before William mm. Wallace. Yeah, uh, so, uh, that's just, that's what set it in motion. The thing here's the thing about the Scottish. Fuck and you, I, I, and your windows. And I guess eventually the English, or the, eventually the Americans as well, was. Wouldn't it have been cheaper just to pay the window tax? You went down to Acme and you got a fucking houseload of bricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they had tons of Acme plants and stores <laughs> in Scotland. With fucking masonry tools, like yeah. bricking up your yeah. house. Why didn't you just pay the tax? Man? Yeah. But it was the print. They're like, fuck that. Secondly, was the, the, the original. Stubborn, the, stubborn, you know. You, 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 you pull your trailer up to the Acme store. Troy Aikman's giving you a thumbs up as you're loading up the trailer. All these revolutions are just because of stubborn people. They're like, man, we don't want to fucking do that. Americans, it's like, are, <laughs> Americans are like, you're taxing my molasses? Fuck that. Uh, we don't actually like molasses. Fuck it. We don't even molasses. use this. No one, <laughs> fuck you, bro. Fuck you. Pay for it. Well, what are you going to use in your biscuit when you go to Babes? You know? Like, you can't going to use True that. Yeah, our fucking butter, you know? No. But we got honey. Well, the other one was the origins of the of – the, this, this one's closer to what you're talking about. The origins of the baker's dozen. Mm. Which was that in the United Kingdom at the time, you could be jailed if you say, if you sold a loaf of bread, and it was under a certain weight or like I guess weight mainly, like because a loaf was supposed to be like a certain weight. So if if you sold like rolls or something as like a loaf or slices as a, as a loaf, they would always throw in an extra because they didn't want to get thrown in jail for having too like too oh. short of weight. I of thought it was bread. called the Baker's Dozen because they always ate one out of the 13 and made it an even dozen. <laughs> that, that, that's the way that it was always explained to me. <laughs> Did, oh, yeah, the, yeah. Is that, that what Tim told you? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. Okay, so that that's yeah. completely new to me because yeah, I've even explained to Jordan that that exact premise. Yeah, it, it would be that the practice of like throwing in a little bit extra bread just to make sure poor that lady. Your, bread made, your, your bread uh, made weight for that loaf. Cause if really? Because the same thing, you could be jailed for underselling people on bread. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, hey, but but at the same time, though, you know who would be jailed right now? Fucking Lays, Ruffles, all those assholes that fill half the bag up with air, and they give you like seven chips yeah, and a goddamn family-sized bag. Yeah, visual representation. They tell you on the bags how much is in there. Yeah, I guess. It's bullshit, though. No, it is. Yeah, it's you're bullshit. like, I'm expecting this, but I don't know how much 12 freaking whatever it is, like 12 Dude, ounces is. Yeah, the they, they measure it by ounces. At the hotel, like, they, we used to have the chef there. He'd like played up some shit and he'd be like i'd be like you're only gonna serve that with like three fish sticks and he'd be like well that's like seven ounces of fish and i'm like fuck off i don't care what the ounce is it looks like shit you got three little fish tenders on there I'm like do something to, well it's just many ounces. i don't give a fuck about the weight man make it look good like, but but i mean yeah i guess whenever you think about it that's that's really how they kind of determine like yeah. portion sizes For, from his standpoint, he's like, yeah, I mean, portion size, this isn't a good portion size. Plus, I'm trying to save money on food costs here. So, like, yeah, I'm like, give the guy five fish. Come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, the, even Baker's dozen. We don't want to go to jail. Speaking of Baker, you know, we, we got uh, we got to talk about um, the, the best show on TV nowadays, which is watching uh, Baker fucking sad as shit in interviews after he loses the game. Did you see like the before like after this last game he had three different like facial, facial hairs. hairs like yeah. before the game he had it shaved one way and halftime he shaved it something different and then afterward after the game he shaved it into the mustache like what when I was looking up um, betting odds on like the different NFC divisional and AFC divisional uh, outcomes there were prop bets on Baker's facial hair. Oh, and, really? and what was going like what he was going to do. One of the bets was will Baker shave or alter his facial hair before his his post game press conference at, like on Sunday. That literally was a prop bet. Wow. wow. I was like, good lord, man. They'll they'll 
It's it's that old saying. It's the Nicaraguan kid throwing a rock at a tree. You can bet on anything. Mm. That's that's pretty much it. That, that that saying is as old as time. That's like a baker's <laughs> dozen or uh, or daylight savings time. That, that that saying goes back forever. It know? sure does. It sure <laughs> does. I did not just make that up, as as we said here. So yeah, I, I I've actually so I've been really finding it fun uh, seeing all the clips of Baker getting like pissed at people asking him questions and like being grumpy as shit in his interviews. And it's like your whole like fucking existence is based on like having like a swagger and like being like confident and you know, cocky and whatever. And now you're like, you're losing and people are asking questions about it and you're just getting to be in a dick. Now, is it really the team? Would you say it was, or do you think it's just Freddie Kitchens? Well, his first name is Freddie, Freddie right? Kitchens yeah, is, it is Freddie. Freddie Kitchens is awful, dude. This year, I mean, last year he seemed fine. But he's made some decisions this year, like certain things. Like maybe now that he's kind of more in the spotlight and he's trying to, maybe he's overthinking. Well, you know, what, you I know, don't what know. It, you know, what it reminds me of. It reminds me of like Wade Phillips or something, like where Freddie Kitchens is, was a great play caller, but like when you give him the responsibility of being the head coach and doing all the head coach stuff, like I don't think it's very good. Like I think it's turned out to be pretty bad. Or to be honest, like Jason Garrett, where Jason Garrett those first few years he was trying to call plays while he was uh, a head coach and just found out. This just isn't working. I can't handle timeouts. I can't handle play like strategy and like upper level stuff when I'm just focused on what the next play call is. And by all by all accounts, Freddie Kitchen was a great play caller last year, but he just hasn't been a good head coach. There's been several decisions like fourth down play calls that just don't make any sense. Like, well, you you had fourth and thirteen. Why did you that that play was stupid? Or hey, why did you call that timeout there? You ensured that your team would not get the chance to get the ball back next. Like. It just like things that don't make any sense. He's been doing, and it just reminds. Or maybe, actually, it kind of reminds me of Andy Reid sometimes. Andy Reid was that like the genius, you know? Um, yeah, kind yeah. of. He hasn't had a big issue the past couple of years, but I think that's also due yeah. to so he's well, finally got well, his offense is finally built. Through, this is what he's, yeah. his offense has been built for. So on on that note, you were talking about how it seems like. Maybe Kitchen seems a little bit overwhelmed with with the amount of responsibilities that he's had taken on. Uh, now, obviously, we're, we're going to have to wait to see how this plays out a little bit further. But I feel like with Kingsbury taking over at Arizona, I feel like Kingsbury made it. And, and I could just be like kind of fabricating this myself. But from what I've read and what I've seen, it feels like Kingsbury came in and basically said, all right, here's the deal. I will handle the offense. Whoever I hire to be the defensive coordinator it literally will be all on you. Sean, I, I am not going to touch or do have anything to do with what, what, what you have going on. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and McVay, I, as far as I well, can tell. As a head and, coach, and granted, we, I still we, feel like he should be able to – they should be discussing yeah. game plan stuff, not just like uh, – I so, hope it's not like that far off where it's like he has no idea what their defense is doing. What, yeah, yeah. What yeah, they're skiing, but, like all that. I've, I've heard McVay in interviews talk, talk about that, how he's like it was very important to him to have – someone like Wade Phillips because it was like, I don't know the defense. And like, you literally will have full reign of that side of the ball. That is not what I do, you know? And I, I like seems to have worked for them this year. It's a bit iffy, but like, yeah, same thing. Like Kingsbury. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'd think that you would like your head coach to have an all like encompassing like view of everything, but I don't know, man. Kitchens just seems overmatched this year. It just, Baker seems skittish. He seems inaccurate. He seems like a oh. bad quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like he seems bad most. He just of... don't look very good. Uh, I don't and, know. and I, I guess everyone. I was I was kind of excited, to, not necessarily for Baker. I was just kind of excited to see what their team would yeah. be. Yeah, I thought they were going to be a fun team to watch, and just well, the, you know, I didn't me, know exactly how how it was going to end up. To, but to me, the most disappointing part about the everything was I thought their defense was going to be insane. I thought their defense was going to be like a lockdown, fucking uh, Seattle of the Legion of Boom, uh, fucking uh, Ravens. Of okay, the, but what know. what exactly was it that kind of made you feel that way? Because I because I, I can't say. I mean, not that I thought they were going to be bad. I just well, when they they, they got Olivier Vernon and Miles Garrett, and by the way, I think Miles Garrett is one of the top three or four best players, defensive players there is. No, he is. He's, he's, he's fantastic. I thought thought their corners were pretty good. And then they got, they know they went out and they got like that. um, 
Denzel Ward. And I, I just thought that their defense was going to be, and, and, and they were partially because their defense was really good last year. You know, their defense was good last year. They only improved it by getting Olivier Vernon. And um, they just, I don't know, man. I thought they were going to be really good. I thought Miles Garrett was would, would take that next step. And with Vernon there, I don't know, man. I, I just thought that they were going to be. And then, and then of course, this is a deceiving thing. Seeing them in the preseason, like, I remember seeing that, like, first preseason game that, like, they, they played their, their starters. And, like, Vernon and Miles Garrett just, like, in, like, a split second both beat their dudes and just, like, chop James Winston in half and it was insane like I just remember seeing that like holy shit this is going to be a rough season for every quarterback that plays them but it has not been and it, no. it's it's been you know who's been you know I will say the bright spot of the team has been I thought Nick Chubb like mm-hmm. that dude's been good honestly like that dude's real been, consistent yeah I, I, I've enjoyed I mean I, he's had those like burst games where he's had really big games yeah. and like not necessarily like great like good game I guess it would be like a little bit but I did. I but found, I he's found, been more consistent as of recently too. Yeah, I, I found myself so in the situation that uh, that the <laughs> Browns find themselves in. I, f- I found myself the other night. I was watching the Browns Broncos game, which was probably the worst uniform game I've seen in a while. Yes, I, I saw multiple people take uh, snapshots of the TV and <laughs> say the same thing. Yeah, it's it was insane. pretty terrible. But I watched that game, and I found myself like physically like. Fuck yes! Like cheering for the Broncos. <laughs> oh like, really, dude? I was so into that game. I wanted the Broncos to win so badly. And when the Browns at the end of the game squandered their chance to come back and score because Baker wouldn't look at Odell or some shit, and they kept calling dumbass plays and all that. I mean, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> dude, I was so pumped because all I want to do now, I just want to see him lose because I just think Od- I think Odell's a douche. I think I think he's you know been a good player, but. The whole shit with him wanting to wear that watch and whatever, like, dude, shut the fuck up and play. Like, why don't you win some games? You know, did you guys see that? You know what? I'm. I, I was just about to ask you. I must have completely like. If you end up googling it, so Odell had this really nice watch. Yes, like yes, 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 yes. Okay. He, he wanted to wear it, and they go like, "Hey, you can't wear that while you play because it's like a hard thing, and like, you you might hurt someone else. You might hurt yourself." Why are you wearing your goddamn watch while you're playing? <laughs> yeah, and it was a fucking expensive watch. Yes, too. it was. And then Odell goes. Well, you guys can keep finding me because I'm gonna keep wearing it. And it was like, so you're willing to not only pay for that watch, but also keep paying the fines just so you can wear that bullshit watch while you're playing. Like, get the nothing could be further from like a good football team way of doing things than I want to wear my goddamn watch while I'm playing. I don't think Freddie Kitchens can control his team. I think he no. just kind of is like, I mean. No, he doesn't. He can't control anything. He's just like letting them run rampant. He's like, "Yeah, I'm the coach here," and his kids are just running around. Like, eh, okay, today we're gonna work on this. <laughs> yes. right, well, I guess I'll just sit over here and cry. I don't yeah. know what else to do. I don't know. So I, I do want to jump in and talk to talk Cowboys, talk Packers, talk that kind of thing. But I do. I want to also backtrack, and I want to talk about Cam Newton. We brought him up at the end of last, and 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 Jason and I separately wrote down on our sheets Cam Newton. Because we wanted to talk about that, I think it's pretty fucking interesting. Like one, my my thing was because I was you know I was telling you guys I wanted to do the whole decade, and I was thinking about Cam and I was thinking about like his like trajectory tra- yeah. slash Cam fall. Came, Cam came out that first game and everyone was excited because he broke like records. His first game he threw like 400 yards passing and everyone whatever, and then it kind of like that season kind of whatever tapered off. But then he had this rise up until from 2011 to 2015 when he was the MVP in 2015, went to the Super Bowl. They got demolished, but that's, you know, whatever. No one could have thought at that point in time in 2015, you're a Panthers fan or a football fan in general. No one could have thought at that point in time that the Panthers, like, wouldn't be back to the playoffs since then. Yeah, and just it's been, I mean, mediocrity. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even, yeah, I guess mediocrity, but just let down. Since then. So you, you had the MVP of the league. You went to the Super Bowl. Cam was, I mean, one of, I don't know, the biggest star, but one of the stars of the league at that point in time. Like, always out there doing the charity work, commercials, whatever, flag, Cam Newton, all that shit, you know? And probably him and, like, Odell at that point in time would have been, like, the biggest stars of the league, I would think. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like, you have, like, Tom Brady, but, like, I... I yeah, out, outside of your, like, your generational, perennial... 
yeah. MVP quarterbacks like like the Brady, Rodgers, Breeze, yeah. those guys. I mean, yeah, you you would say those guys. The, like you, the, the new age, I guess, yeah, is what yeah, you could yeah, the say. New wave, which I think we talked about talking about that. Maybe we'll hit that in a little bit. The new wave of people, the new wave of quarterbacks, that kind of thing. Um, but and then Cam goes on that weird like run of injuries. That strange car accident he was in. Was a car? Oh yeah, yeah, it was a car. It wasn't a motorcycle. It was a car. Yeah. And then he lost his Dannon commercials to Dak and that, well, Weekos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what really spiraled them downhill. Yeah. Once was, you start losing yogurt, <laughs> it goes downhill from there. <laughs> Maybe oh. he really needs yogurt in his diet. Not it all goes to pot guys, from there. Do you guys think like you know like the Fox pregame show they had like um, Kurt Menefee or whatever. Or no, it was James Brown. Kurt Benefield. It was James Brown, and then when James Brown left, it was. Wow. They, <laughs> yeah, that's what they, I they brought in Kurt Minute. They said we we lost our big old black guy. Um, we need to fill the exact same role. Instead of, <laughs> the, instead of looking for like anyone who is good, they're like we we need to make sure it fits. The system works with a bigger, heavy set black guy here. And Oikos was like, we lost our like uh, quarterback, the lighter skinned black dude, uh, nice big smile, all that. We lost. Where can we find another one? Like, we need to find the exact same. You, you wear blue and white. Uh, yes, perfect. You're you're now the Danning guy or whatever. Teeth yeah. are a little fucked up, but yeah, we'll right. have you. But that, that, that's always been my what You always talk about Aaron Rodgers' eyes. But one thing about Dak is he has some very peculiar teeth. Okay. Yeah, so, but that's easy fix where his eyes, what are you going to do about that? Put sunglasses on. <laughs> that's not a fix. You. You're in the wilderness. <laughs> All right, okay. and you have a can of beans that you can't open, and it's your only source of, of of nutrition at this point in time. You do you think Aaron Rodgers' eyes are gonna open that can? Yeah, the laser or, beams are gonna come out of those things. Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> they were off the sun. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. or Dax can't open her teeth. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I I doubt Dax. Dax gonna have some fucking. A Weekos yogurt. He's not gonna have any damn uh, can of oh, yeah? Campbell's chunk. Oh, oh, he is the Campbell's chunky guy the, too. That's right. Oh he shit. Took that from Richard Sherman. Yeah. Well, see, I wouldn't worry about it because I'd have State Farm insurance on my side. They'd get me out of there. Do you think that other people in the league are pissed at Dak because he just keeps taking their their endorsements? <laughs> yeah. Like, just, well, he's so much more likable than everybody <laughs> so else. Much. Yeah, I mean that, that that's one of his biggest selling points. He's a likable guy. When when you're in that position, you're the quarterback of the Cowboys. I mean, that's a that's a pretty prominent position to be in. But why still, did, it, did, it still blows my mind that Tony Romo was only sponsored by Starter. Yeah, what the hell? I just and only later was it Corona. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not until he took over uh, John Gruden's role. Because Gruden had to go back coaching. Yeah. Uh, question yeah. about uh, Cam Newton. What do you all think? Do you think? Uh, What's it like his position now? Like with uh, what's his name? Uh, the quarterback, right? Kyle, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Like is going to happen once he becomes healthy? Like, Wait. or what do you think of right now? What their the Carolina Panthers are thinking? I'll answer your question after I bring this up. Uh, the reason that got me on the Matt's thing, the guy's name Matt, was because this weekend three guys named Allen or last name Allen started. It was Kyle Allen, Brandon Allen for the Broncos, and, and then Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. So, anyway, now I'll answer your question. What will happen with uh, Cam Newton? Here's what will happen. Uh, what I guess there's two separate things. What should happen, right, and what will happen. Because I think what will happen is when Cam Newton comes back, he's just going to play for the Panthers, and they're going to keep going with him. Like uh, Cam Newton, at Cam Newton, if he's healthy, his uh, I believe his contract is going to be like twenty twenty five million next year. That's a steal. I mean, honestly, like everyone else's quarterback is getting paid thirty to thirty five million next year. If you got Cam Newton at 20 to 22 to 25 and he's like really reasonably healthy, I think that you keep him and you see what happens. You kick the tires. But I, I just kind of wonder, and I'm not going to use the word worry because trust me, I do not worry about the Carolina Panthers and I fucking hate Cam Newton. I wonder though. He kids football. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. Whatever. He, dress, he dresses they, like fucking you know, Mrs. Doubtfire. Cam commercial with the kid at the playground. And they're like, oh, I'm gonna take yeah, your yeah. job. And it's like, this is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like Kyle Allen. And that's Kyle grade. Allen. Yeah, but no. So, anyways, what I wonder is, you know how, and and th I'm also kind of wondering this with with Baker Mayfield at the moment. There are certain athletes that when some shit starts hitting the fan a little bit and things start going bad 
and you start paying a little bit too much attention to the media. You start paying too much attention to these different uh, sports writers who are diving into some analytical stuff that, I mean, is just absolutely, they're just castrating you and everything that you've done as of late. There's a lot of people that that gets in their head, and I mean, it ultimately, it grinds them down enough that, that it ruins them, and they never return to be the same. I mean, i.e. Joe Flacco. I mean, look at him after the Super Bowl run and everything, and he comes out saying he's elite, and yeah, and everybody was like, "Dude, you you're not, (laughs) you're (laughs) you're god awful." But um, it, it, I think, I think Carolina will try to stay with him solely based on kind of a marketing, I wouldn't say ploy, but. That fan base has come to like him a lot. He's, I mean, he's he had all this Superman bullshit, and and he took them to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a little bit of recency yeah, bias. Like, I, as I'm well. trying to compare it to the situation of Dak and Tony, where they're two totally different situations. Oh but, yeah, no, no, yeah, completely. Like their injury history, like now, like him seems to be getting more injury prone, but he's younger than Tony. Okay, but but at the same time, also, he took you, him to a Super Bowl, like you said. Yeah, then, are, are you looking at, okay, but, and then you have to look at who the backup is. Yeah. Are, you, are you looking at Kyle Allen no, and, and being that, like, that's what I was gonna get to. Did, did he do what Dak did? Yeah, da- I mean, that's also so, the thing. It's like, well, he's been really good. His and last, he's, what his are they, 5-2 and two now? Yeah, his last yeah. game wasn't so good, but he went on like 4-0 run. Um, after Cam went out, well, they still won last week. They won, yeah. So um, I think it's a bit different. Success can do a lot, like uh, like as far as like this going to a Super Bowl for for a fan base that doesn't go. Or I mean, like I mean, for any fan base, I mean, whatever. They, they, Not they, since Jake Delhomme. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, which the, Steve Smith said the, it was the best quarterback he ever played with. Honestly, the Panthers have been to two Super Bowls since the last time the Cowboys went. So yeah. Yeah, but they didn't win either. Wait, way to make that yeah, depressing. Yeah, but when's the last time the Panthers have won a Super Bowl? Yeah, that's right. Good point. Yeah, yeah. we got to beat uh, there. So, but like, but that can do a lot. Like taking a franchise to a Super Bowl can do a lot for like the team. I mean. I wrote this when I was looking into the 2010, 2010 season. Uh, I wrote this down. Eli Manning, <laughs> Eli Manning in 2010, mm-hmm. he led the league in interceptions with 25 interceptions, and it took them another decade to get rid of that fucker. Why? Because he tripped and wound up in a Super Bowl. And in 07. And then the following year after that, 25 interceptions went back and won it again in 2011. He keeps stumbling into fucking Super Bowls. No matter... No matter who's to blame or to credit, you know, I, I, it's it's insane. I, I bet I swear that's the only reason why Peyton went to the Broncos, so he didn't have to have that one Super Bowl over his I head know. that his brother had. It had to, dude. I remember. Do you guys remember that? I, so, do you guys remember that period of time when the hot article to write as a, if you were a sports writer and you wanted to put your name out there was why Eli is better than Peyton, and the article wasn't that crazy to write i mean like if if you're like one like delve into like the super whatever like because then playoff wins the right stuff yeah it. it wasn't that crazy because in 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 crunch time peyton had a had a history of his team not winning you know i don't know if, if yeah. i don't know if it's well, for peyton, play. Well, peyton always just didn't perform yeah. well in the playoffs which is strange, it just, it's how, but, it, how it was but yeah i remember reading a lot of articles at the time and being like that's fucking stupid because i watched eli manning play a lot being a, yeah. a cowboys fan and i can tell you He's not, <laughs> you know. You know what? How do you guys think? How do these? Co- how do players in general fool entire like uh, fan bases or like uh, sports writing communities into thinking that they're good? Like, how did Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan hoodwink everyone? Winning games. Into thinking okay, were- hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you dive too much into that. <laughs> I am not going to put Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco on the same level. Matt Ryan is a good quarterback, and he's a hell of a lot better than Joe Flacco is. Yeah, but how do you compare him to Eli? Hoodwinked. Who? uh, Matt Ryan? All of them. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) Man, Eli, is he's a tricky one, and it has to do with the fact that uh, it's why because he just throws it and his receivers just somehow come down with it? it. I mean, I don't know, dude. It. It's so he is a very weird anomaly. I, he, I mean, he really is because 
there was times when you when they, saw some brilliance in the way that he played. Oh, then, like in that Super Bowl where he got away from that tackle, but he didn't even look downfield. He just he, <laughs> if you watch that replay, they're like, "Wow, look at this play!" Like, he didn't even look downfield. He just threw it. There were like always uh, there were always weird times that Eli would do shit against the Cowboys, where like he would throw a ball into like triple coverage, but the Cowboys secondary was trash, and so like. I'm not saying See, that. See, that takes skill to know that they're well, trash. Well, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like Eli had. Matthew Stafford showed us how to do not, that with Megatron that one not time. The last, but also yeah. the Megatron. Not like the last few years because the Cowboys have like six straight wins against the Giants, but like. He owned them for a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, 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 not, not the last few years, but there was a period of time where Eli owned the Cowboys. He owned the Cowboys. He yeah. wrote his name on the fucking wall of the Cowboys. Of the stadium. new stadium. Yeah, yeah, like he did. And it was like, it, it's. You know, not necessarily that long ago. I'm not saying his career was that, you know, owning teams, but like there were times where he did. He he really did. And I don't know. Fuck that guy. That's why I got to say. Yeah. And then, I mean, fuck. So the first round, or I guess for them, it would have been the second round of the playoffs in 2011 yeah. when they won the Super Bowl. Yep. They, uh, they they came to Lambeau Field against a 15 and 1 Packers team. And Tom Coughlin's face was all red. Yeah, Tom Coughlin looked like Jack Frost out there, and and Eli Manning started with Jack Frost. Eli Manning, Romans around. He wants to talk about that movie. All Eli time. Manning and Brandon Jacobs just distributed the ball all over the damn field, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty depressing. Pretty depressing. You know, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you guys one thing. I'm gonna toast it, Eli because. <laughs> Football is going to be a lot less fun without Eli to make fun of it. You know? <laughs> Eli Jones. Baker's taking night, his spot. On man. Monday night, I texted somebody. like, hey, you watching the game? Uh, we're going to be drinking. Every time we see Eli's dumb face on TV, you got to take a drink. <laughs> and it only happened once, and it was at the end, and Eli's over there just like. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good drink for that one. I didn't yep. say anything to anybody, but I was thinking it in my head. Yeah, that is. That is I tell you. Yeah, so, you're right. Baker, so, Baker will take a spot. So Hall of Fame or no? For Eli? Yep. Again, it should or will be because I just I I tell you, I have a I feel like I have a higher standard for Hall of Fame than I feel like the Hall of Fame voters do. Because yeah. to me, Hall of Fame is some it is a next level. Like I've heard Cowboys fans go, Oh, Romo should be a Hall of Famer. No, he fucking shouldn't. Like, no, he shouldn't. Romo was a very good quarterback. At times. There are other times he was infuriating, and that's the same as Eli Manning. I believe if you switch those two, if you switch their two teams, I believe they would have had very similar careers. Like, I think that Romo is probably more athletic, you know, sliding through the pocket as Eli. Eli was, uh, as much as his face is dumb, I think Eli was probably a smarter football player at times than Romo. Romo's really smart now. He did a lot of film study at the end of his career, but, God, he made some dumb decisions. God damn it. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think that Eli will get in the Hall of Fame. I think he will be in. I think it also helps that he was on the Giants and he was on the team for a long time. Yeah, and he had two Super Bowls. I think that, that that's pretty much without, obviously without the Super Bowls, there's no way in hell. But no, uh, no. But, well, I mean, you got to look like uh, after the game that they benched him. You did? Did you see the statistic that he ended up for his career a 500 quarterback on the dot? That's, and that's on the absolute dot. That's him. They, they benched him, and and somebody was even saying they're like, we think that they did that on purpose. That way, he couldn't lose any more games and become a below five hundred quarterback. And and that's, I mean, I don't know if they were looking at that or not, but that is smart. Like, yeah, they're I, probably worried. They're like, but you no, know, we don't want to tarnish it too much. But but here's where like here's where it comes in because people are talking about like, um, Matthew Stafford. Because Matthew Stafford has put up such crazy numbers for so long that his numbers stack up so incredibly favorably to every good quarterback that's ever played. And people are talking about, well, should Matthew Stafford be considered for that type of thing? Should Matt Ryan be considered for that type of like Hall of Fame level? And it's like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. See, and, and I think that's going to be the deal going forward is there's going to be so many of these quarterbacks moving forward that they're going to have to change the the way that they look at these statistics for like for Hall of Fame qualifications because it, I don't man, even... everybody nowadays is going 
they're going to sling the ball around the yard and they're going to accumulate stats I, out the wazoo. I, I will tell you, if you're asking me, I think stats should play very little part in you being in the Hall of Fame. Like, I think that obviously it helps. Oh, yeah, you had a lot of tackles, whatever. I just don't know if stats should play that big of a part. Maybe, like, maybe like touchdown to, to inner. Interception yeah. ratio, Maybe. something like that. To, to me, to me, Hall of Fame is a feel. Like, okay, okay. I feel like there maybe needs to be a little bit of a caveat to what you're saying. Are you saying stats as they pertain to quarterbacks? I I, I think stats. Well, I think stats are fine if you're keeping it in in the in the context of people you played peers at the time that you're playing against them, but trying to compare. Stats now to stats in the nineties being exactly like, yes right yes. like that, that that's that's insane but yeah quarterbacks particularly um, tackles I don't know how tackles work out but they may stay roughly the same over so the years, so w- what I was trying to get at a little bit with what you were saying is even though I'm not a firm believer in the win loss as a quarterback stat would you not agree that the quarterback is a hell of a lot more influential on the outcome of a game than, than the majority of the right. other position or actually than all of the other positions. And, and, and that's my, that's always my argument. Cause like I listen to a lot, like listen to podcasts and like of like analytics community guys who would be like, Oh, you have to be an idiot to consider a win as a quarterback stat. But these same guys also want to throw out, they always throw out that quarterback is the most important position in sports. And like, well then I'm not saying a quarterback should be a, I don't think that maybe a win shouldn't be a quarterback stat, but maybe it should be 0.75 of a quarterback stat. <laughs> like maybe if you can, yeah, maybe if there was a percentage, like if there was a way to quantify that. Yeah. I don't um, know, but yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, the quarterback can only do offensive side. To, I mean, if your yeah. defense is garbage, right. what are you gonna do? To yeah. me, to me, Hall of Fame though is like I say, it's more of a feel, or, or it's more of like a during your career, how often were you a top two or three player at your position? You know, like, yeah. If you you can Matthew Stafford has never cracked top five at his position yeah never ever now his stats if you look at pure yardage it's a shit ton but i mean i i i don't i don't care i mean no fuck that well, that also goes into like their offensive scheme yeah like, I, I, they don't I guess, run the ball they haven't had any kind of but, but you know what but that's with, any, that's with anything to me like to, to me like sure it all plays together like sure tom brady lucked out with bill belichick i get it but it's how it worked out. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, that's, that's how it worked out. And so Tom Brady gets to be the greatest quarterback of all time. And that's it. Like one, one of the, the things that I've heard somebody say before and, and giving a little bit of thought to it, I'm kind of like, you know what? I, I guess whenever, if you want to kind of simplify it down to this for uh, hall of fame qualifications, this is probably a pretty damn good way to look at it is for you to say that somebody qualifies for the Hall of Fame, think of it in the context of would you be able to tell the story of football within that person's uh, their career? Would you be able to tell the story of football and not be able to include their name, or would you be able, yeah. or would you have to include it? Uh, to me, like I mean, like it'll never like, like like that would be like yeah. like you can't talk about. Uh, 2000s football without talking about Tom Brady no. or, or talking about, okay. T- Tom Brady is an obvious one, but you can't uh, talk about 2000s football without talking about like the impact that like as much as I had to say, but like T.O. had on the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't talk about football in the 21st century. You can't talk about it without JJ Watt. Like, yeah, yeah, and that that's I mean, yeah, J, yeah JJ will get in because yeah. I mean he's he will he will yeah I mean you can't yeah you can't talk about it I mean he's, he already got in with, without um, like and and he's the exact case that I was making earlier about the quarterback thing he although like he was a premier player at his position for quite a few years and I mean he's still up there yeah. his the injury thing has always kind of been his one kind of his little asterisk so that he has a little bit but. You he, know him. It, he it, has, it, he's a, cyb- a cyborg now. You know, yeah, yeah. I think by but, this point he wouldn't get injured. With all but but within his in his position, I mean, I don't personally think maybe now with Deshaun Watson going forward, but it'll be in the latter years of JJ Watt's career. But he didn't have a chance of making a fucking Super Bowl, so no. you, you can't let a Super Bowl dictate a defensive no. lineman like that. No, right. Absolutely not. No, I I I I don't see. It, it's weird to say. It's like I don't think that not winning a Super Bowl should keep you out, but winning a Super Bowl can help you get in. 
No, it, it. I mean, it right. can. It absolutely can. And, 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 and case in point is the Eli Manning. I, I said I, it shouldn't be the factor that put like it shouldn't be the factor. Like it shouldn't and, necessarily be the only reason why you're in, and it shouldn't be the only reason why you're out. It but should it definitely but like, help both sides. But like, like both cases, Trent Dilfer. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. And um, so you're gonna say Trent Dilfer is well, better than Troy or uh, Tony Romo? I mean, well, well, here's a good one for you. No. Uh, uh, which is a current Hall of Famer who made it was Bob Greasy from the fucking Dolphins. Bob Greasy was a shitty quarterback. Yeah, his team had. But he was on the seventy-two Dolphins. Yes, and so he's in. The, but so uh, to me, like, there's some weeding out that needs to be done because there's all these cases. People go like, "Well, he's in, then why shouldn't he be in?" But that's not how the argument should work. It should be like, "I don't give a shit." Well, sure, we, yeah. we, we we made a mistake. We made a mistake on him. Fuck that. Fuck Bob Greasy. Yeah. Fuck that. We made a mistake. But going forward, fuck that. And and when it really comes down to it, as much as I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people that will argue to the death on this. But when it really comes down to it, playoffs they carry the biggest weight. I mean, they 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 really well, do. And they should. The, and, and they so should. The and it's and it's actually it's, what is it? It's people who are in the Hall of Fame too, or is it just like a conglomerate of different type of people? Like, no, no, it, it's writers. Sports writers. It's the sports writers. Yeah. So. So I think you're right that the playoffs, the playoffs do carry the most weight, and they should. And that's what like the analyst. I think the an- analytics community misses what they miss the boat the most is like they go like, well, he had all these passing yards and whatever. I don't give a shit. We're talking the playoffs now. We're yeah. talking the, what what matters the most right now. Win this game, win this game, or go the fuck home. And like that's it. That's that's, that's, that's we we play the game because when you win games, you get that silver yeah. trophy. And w- what's really kind of funny that talking about this, and and you made reference to me watching the the Aaron Rodgers little press conference at his locker. So in week four, I believe it was, they were talking with him at his locker, and they were saying they're like, yeah, it seems like so far as far as you guys building into this new offense you're basically kind of just taking what you're given. It's it's not kind of your off script, your usual type stuff. And he literally, he looks him dead in the face and he goes, here's the thing, and I'm going to tell you this right now. And I can't believe this didn't get more press than it did. He goes, I've done the stat thing. He goes, he goes I've won MVPs. He goes, my goal for the rest of my career, he goes, is, is to win. And he goes, and don't get me wrong, it's always been this. But he goes, it's to win. He goes, and that's the only thing that matters. He's like, I'm not worried about the stats and all that stuff. He's like, it's to win. That's and that's ultimately what we're trying to do. And I mean, because he knows he, he, and he I've heard him also say multiple times. He's like, it's what you do in the playoffs mm-hmm. that that I mean, that account for everything. And I mean, he's been he's won a Super Bowl, been to three NFC championships in total. So he's uh, he's punched his ticket. But these other guys, like, I mean, so, okay, your take on Matt Ryan, Ryan. Fuck that guy. I, I know that you obviously don't like him. He played in a Super Bowl. He's played, I feel that he's played at a pretty high level. I like the guy, but I will say, I feel like the analytics community, they get, they're all over his nuts big time. They, they are. And, and, and I guess I don't want to be like, like pure, like anti analytics, but I guess it's kind of the point of this podcast, but. Um, <laughs> but like, but there's certain things that I just, I don't know that to me, it misses like the boat on it is like, I get it. I get the stats and all that. I like, I, I understand he's, he's thrown for a lot of yards and I get they, they, you know, they went to the Super Bowl and all that. I get it. But like, he's fine. You yeah. know, he's fine. Okay. So let me ask you this. So he's been to, he went to the one Super Bowl, and I guess that means he's only been in the one NFC championship. Yeah. Well, which was, a, I don't think he's won many playoff games except they, they, for that. They haven't been to the playoffs much. Yeah. They, they played, they played that year. I don't know if they went back the next year or not. In 2017? Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, and I know they didn't go last year. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I guess that's true. Because they beat the Packers in the They're NFC championship in 16. Year. God, they are so bad. Oh yeah, they're they're god awful. Okay, so do you think? I don't understand how that happens necessarily. With with that being said, and because this is somebody that that I always kind of go back and forth with, but but I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty decent fan of his. What do you do? You think Donovan McNabb will be in the the Hall of Fame? I do not. You do not? I don't think that he will be. I think that Donovan McNabb is. I don't think he deserves. I think I think he's as good a quarterback as Eli Manning is, or was, for the most part. I don't think he'll get in. I think that Eli will. Even though McNabb had that success of like going to the NFC Championship games and making Super Bowl, but 
But yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that McNabb deserves. I, I mean, that's like. But that's how like tightly my Hall of Fame ship would be run. Is like okay. McNabb, you went to what, all right. He has a similar. Or? He has a similar. I, I think he went. Did he go to four sheet. NFC it championships was, it was three or three? Or four. It was three or four. Yeah. Oh, is that what? And then he and he also went to a, he went one of those went to the Super Bowl. But I guess you can you could criticize and say well the other three he didn't make what fuck that I don't know. But to me. I don't. I don't care. McNabb. McNabb's not in. McNabb better than Matt Ryan. I wouldn't. I don't think so. Hmm. I. I mean, I. I think that McNabb was pretty good, though. I mean, like he was. He, he was. was. And and you know what? I feel that he is a pretty like forgotten player. Ooh, that's a great little segue here to something I. I was thinking about the other day. Try to think of some players who were like great, like truly great players that we've just kind of forgotten about. Like let's let's say last since like the since like two thousand. What, what, uh, Chris what, Johnson, Chris Johnson, Marion Barber for that one season. <laughs> um, who's also no, in jail now? I thought of a couple guys. CJ two K. I mean, he kind of. Yeah, no, that, that's a great one. Um, what about? Yeah, um, are, are we talking about like one hit one like no no no? Well, I mean, or just, just, just so, th- so. that overall in their career they were great, but then it's like they yeah. just kind of got completely. Chiefs running backs like Priest Holmes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, but what what the guys I was thinking of. What about um, what about Jason Taylor? Yeah, and then um, also with the Dolphins, um, uh, Zach, God, I can't remember his name. Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas. Yeah, those two, two guys. Those were great players. Yeah. But like, what? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Michael it's, Stott. And Michael and that's Stott. oh yeah. <laughs> but but I mean it's yeah, and and that's kind of what separates those Hall of Fame guys. From people that they're like that, that that had great careers, but it, they're they're forgettable enough. Zach Thomas could have had, you know, I mean, similar like career and like track as like Brian Urlacher, you know. Yeah. I mean, Urlacher was undeniably great, like undeniably great player, but like Zach Thomas was just as talented, just never. And J- Jason Taylor was always getting sacks, man. Yeah. Always. I mean, there, there's certain Someone guys. I always thought that was really good, but I, I mean, comparative like the other running back, Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon was great. Yeah, he uh, was the Patriots running back, right? Bengals uh, for a long time. Bengals. And then he was, uh, then he he was on the, the Patriots, yeah, right? Yeah, eventually, yeah. Uh, Corey Dillon, and there's another guy. Um, man, who's the other guy? Edrin James. Um, no, he's not. He's not. I mean, Edrin James was Edrin James was pretty good. Uh, maybe like Reggie Wayne or something. Um, or um, you know who was like a really good player, but. Definitely got overshadowed was Roddy White. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude, Roddy, when Roddy White and uh, Julio was there like early on, that was, dude, that was a lethal combo. And and I'll tell you what, that's one thing with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has had some, some pretty legit weapons. Yeah. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you two more that I think are interesting. Uh, I just think enough. Oh, um, I have one. He was before Michael Thomas got there, or maybe around there. The, That's exactly what uh, the receiver, Marcus Colston. Yeah, he had a weird yeah. ass name, Marcus Colston. And before Colston, a player who I thought was great was Joe Horn. No, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I'm just trying. I was, yeah, I got, I got in the Saturday just thinking about like players who just were like, were just great, but like you just, you just don't really, you don't hear about them. They don't really get talked about much. Um, Oh, by the way, I, I just want to—I mean, maybe we'll come back to this, but I just—I do want to touch on that the Tony Romo Hall of Fame thing. I actually do want to tell you guys this: I do think Tony Romo will be in the Hall of Fame, but it won't be for playing quarterback. And so, be a, his if, broadcasting. If Tony, if, if Tony keeps with—if Tony keeps with it, if Tony does the John Madden thing and and he's the longtime broadcaster, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Hmm. But on that note, I, I did—I I want to talk about this here: uh, the Romo effect. Which is every fucking NFL broadcaster now is trying to predict plays. <laughs> and, and you know what? I don't feel that Romo's trying to do it as much he, anymore. He, I think I think well, he's he, calmed down. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he wasn't ever trying to do it. He was no, just he so just, he's like here to read it, and so he was just doing yeah. it. He was just oh like, yeah, hey, here it is, right here. Yes, here it is. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I was watching the Cowboys, game and, and that was his mystique, and that, that yeah. that's like why people liked it because it was like watching the game at the bar with your buddy. Right. Yeah. It, it wasn't. Yeah, it, yeah. Everyone talks about him protecting plays, but it's not like Romo sits there and, and like tries to go every every single play and goes uh, slant to Odell. You know, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Nostradamus there. Yeah. He, he just goes like, "Oh, here it is. Here it is. You got Gronkowski. He's a one on one here. Gronkowski one on one. He's gonna get it." And he whatever. 
Like he was yeah, and he also did it in an exciting way. Yeah. It wasn't like he was being pretentious and like like he was like, actually really. Well, excited I about know it. that this is probably I, what they're. I was thinking that the other night though, because I was watching the Cowboys game and fucking Booger McFarlane. Oh my god, <laughs> he was he was wrong every. Single has time. has there ever been <laughs> has has there ever been a worse broadcasting crew than than what they have going on right well, now? Well, here's the sad thing: is like. I like Joe Tessitore, not necessarily for what his current role is. He's a boxing announcer, and I love when he announces boxing. Because when he when Joe Tessitore starts talking, I go, "Fuck yeah, the fight's on, man. I'm in. Let's, let's do it." But uh, what's his name's gonna have another fight? That a big ass dude that's got all those. Ca- uh, oh, fat boy with tattoos? No, 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 oh. no. <laughs> he wasn't. No, it's the the big the big tall guy. Uh, shit, I can't. Uh, come back to me. <laughs> come back to me. We're gonna come back to you. We will. We'll do that. Yeah. No, you're right. That that broadcasting crew. How far Monday Night Football as an institution has fallen? Like, oh yeah. Gr- me growing up, Monday Night Football was the game of the week. It was the Monday Night Football. Well, the last how many years has it Sunday nights been? The well, yes. Yeah, so, so it in that transition. I mean, that probably happened like what late two thousand nine-ish, mm-hmm. 2010, and then all of a sudden the – I mean, because when did Madden stop doing uh, Monday night? Early 2000s? Is it, yeah, I mean, it had to be – Let's say 05, I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, it had – at least – I know he was still doing it in 03 because 03 was the uh, – uh-oh. 03 was the, the Favre game when his dad mm-hmm. died. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, man, I – it, Monday Night Football has fallen so far, and it's it's interesting. I, I don't know, but you know, and, and it even was kind of a little bit, and I, I don't want to say laughable, but it was even kind of an ongoing joke. It almost felt like when Gruden was doing it, just because he had become this like caricature that everybody like tried to to mimic or make well, fun of during the game. That, do you remember that small portion of time whenever it was Gruden and John Ron Javorski? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When Jaws was doing hated each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Deontay Wilder. Deont- oh yes, Deontay Wilder. Hell yeah. He's about to have another fight. Hell yeah. Soon. Man, <laughs> man, that's a. I, I I like that guy. I like him. Because he knocks him out. Yeah. I like him a lot. I'm a big fan. So I, I was, Sorry. I, was, I, 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 I just wouldn't remember his name. I was trying to think. I was like scanning through other players I could think of that were like great players that we just, you know, totally forgot about. Um, but I couldn't think of any. So Rich Gannon? Rich Gannon. He man. wasn't. He, he was okay. He wasn't you great. know what? Did they miss it? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, they God. did. Oh. You know what? Like, interestingly enough, guys like Rich Gannon – or like Vinny Testaverde or something like, yeah, they're a punchline, but those dudes played quarterback for so long and like, that's pretty cool, man. They were never in shape. They didn't have to be. No, no, they didn't need to be. If you saw Vinny Testaverde on the street, you'd be like, look at that normal dad. A <laughs> 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 regular dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty badass. Pretty bad. It, it it is kind of weird that it does seem like, and and not that Vinny Testaverde was some over-the-top great quarterback. But doesn't it seem weird that, that a lot of these damn quarterbacks that, that are good, I mean, they kind of have just normal bodies. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not yeah. like some over-the-top crazy, like great-looking athlete to where the ones that are typically are not good quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, like, do you remember when Brady Quinn was coming into the league and he was like benching with the damn linemen and stuff? And you're like, yeah, this guy's gonna suck. <laughs> Overcompensation. Yeah, I mean, like, just yeah, it's like you got Phil, Philip Rivers with his eight kids and pulling up in his damn minivan. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna crack the window for you, boys. While yeah. I go He's to like, I'm not gonna stop having kids until I win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Hell, in all reality, Drew Brees is probably one of the more in shape looking quarterbacks out of any of them. Well, once he got that mole shaved off. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady, good Lord, that guy's always looked like some sort of just weird creature. And then, uh, and Matt Ryan's kind of the same. Hell, Aaron Rodgers kind of looks like a Dallas Buyers Club member now because he lost another 12 pounds over the offseason. Yeah. So I don't know. Quarterback is it? It's a it's a weird position. Some weird guy. And then shit, Big Ben. That guy looks oh, like yeah. he's a fucking Ronald McDonald body double. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's no joke about cheeseburgers with that guy. Nope, it's not. It's not a joke. 
Roethlisberger. Uh, I think one last thing I, I kind of got here today is I, I saw um, I saw Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. I saw a little um, I saw a little thing about Gardner Minshew. He's like talking to the camera. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll finish up with this Gardner Minshew bit here. Um, he, he was like, he was like, uh, he was talking to like the, the and he was doing an interview, but like I saw him like from the waist up, and I was like, is that guy wearing pants? You know, and it scanned down. Well, he, with him, you really like, never know. It scanned down, and he was wearing pants. Okay. And I thought, I had to ask the question. <laughs> I this, this guy wearing pants? Yeah, this guy is, is at the point where you literally don't know, and that's fucking awesome. Okay, so. Quick question for both of you guys. Were either of y'all really aware of Gardner Minshew before this year? No. Yes. Okay. So I, I watched a bunch of Washington Okay, State yeah. Games. See, and, and I did too. I, I love Leach, and, and I basically follow him. And by the way, if, if you get a chance, uh, he just had a press conference today in which he he, he had a pretty lengthy conversation about zombies, and <laughs> it, it, it's pretty entertaining. But, yeah, so I, I've, I've loved the guy, and, and so I watched a decent amount of games. And Dude, that guy doesn't give a shit. No, he doesn't. No, he's and he's great. And, and one other thing, and I'll, I'll send you guys the link to it. So uh, – I, I want to say it was Sports Illustrated. It might have been The Athletic. I can't remember which one. Did a full article on all of Leach's previous quarterbacks, asking them questions about what they thought about the way that he implements his offense, the design of it, and how he coaches it. And I, did either one of you guys read this thing? So the majority of them all I think said, I've heard a little bit about this. The majority of them all said, they said, we would have three hour meetings. And they said we would talk about football for thirty-five minutes. Yeah, those three hours. They talked minutes. about it on the fan once. Yes, and they were. He goes. He just. He gets off on tangents. He's like, and and some of the players. Some of talk. the players would try to dick with the other players because they knew they wanted to leave, and so they would ask him a question about an old wooden ship, and they said then it would just it would just completely get derailed. But anyways, I I digressed big time. The, the Minshew mania thing is, I mean, if you were a fan of Washington State um, last year, I mean, you already knew about the, the, the mustache and all that. But, uh, I mean, he seemed like a good quarterback. Nothing that, that you thought that was really going to succeed in, uh, on the NFL level. But, I mean, I'm pumped for the guy because he, he's a cool dude. He's, I mean, he he's about bad. No, no, no. And he's looked really good, actually. And, and escapability and uh, athleticism-wise – he actually is that that's been the part of his game in the NFL that I feel completely has has overcome some of the I mean the, the shakiness that he had and I never you didn't really see that that much at Washington State that, that wasn't what he did and it's partially because that offense that he ran as coach Leach told him to do he's like well why do I make that read there he goes if you see the guy open, throw the ball to the open guy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That was literally the coaching point. So here's uh we'll finish with this. I'll list off some quarterbacks. Okay. Nick Foles, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, uh another one, Nick Foles, uh, and Cam Newton. Of the five, how many are starting for the current team next year? True. The Jaguars paid Nick Foles money. Nick Foles has taken that job back from Minshew. Mm-hmm. They've already said he's going to start. Yeah, it next and week. going into next year, or whenever they come back from the, I buy, think right? that may be the same. I almost wonder if Jacksonville, whether or not they want to keep Minshew in the holster as a backup, or if they want to try to get some some draft capital, if they'll try to kick trade him out. I don't we know, already talked big, about. I mean, if they're thinking about the future, Nick Foles is just now. They're not thinking about. You know, the future with Nick Foles. They're just trying to turn it around after their what shitty if, ass. All right, so may, maybe maybe we ask play. the question again if Nick Foles comes back next week that he plays and struggles. Maybe that changes things. I don't know. Good. So, but at the same time, they got some money invested in the so guy. So Foles, Winston, Mariota, Dalton. Mariota's gone. Uh, M- Mariota's gone. Mariota's gone. Dalton. Probably gone, right? Dalton's gone. Him, right? He's, I mean, yeah, they just benched him, and so now you got, he's had his chances. So now you got Foles, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. I think Cam uh, is going to be. Is he going to stay or is he going to go? Well, See, I don't know. See. I'm, I'm honestly of the opinion that that I think he's going. Going, okay. So now you got. Is that by uh, his choice or their choice? So now you got Jameis Winston. I think it's by their choice. So now you got yeah. Jameis Winston mutual. and Nick Foles, right? You said you think Nick Foles is staying. I think Nick Foles is staying. What about Winston? I think Winston's gone. 
So one of those five is going to be starting for their current team next year. I, I mean, in my opinion. And, and the one happens to be a guy whose backup is playing fucking balls to the wall yeah. and has really shown nothing as far as regular season football goes in his life. I mean, that one year with, um, what's his face? Um, the Oregon coach. Oh, uh, Chip Kelly. Yeah. So it's like, so realistically, like the one guy who of those five you're saying stays with their team also has some issues as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be, it'll be another interesting quarterback carousel. Hey, and I will tell you this right now in, in regards to Andy Dalton. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. And Flacco, um, in regards to, uh, Andy Dalton, don't get me wrong, Tim Boyle, if, if you listen to our podcast, cause I, I love you, but I would, I would absolutely be ecstatic if the Packers picked up Andy Dalton to be their backup quarterback. I, I would have no issue with that yeah. whatsoever. I, I mean, I love that. That'd be a viable backup quarterback to absolutely. have. It's kind of like, uh, honestly, it's kind of like uh, what the Rams did with Blake Bortles. Like, Blake Bortles is not a starting quarterback, but you could do a lot worse for a backup yeah. quarterback than Blake he, Bortles. He's kind of like a... He's, He's well, I'm not going to say he's a flex seal patch because if that flex seal really works like that guy says on the, the TV, <laughs> then uh, he, he's he's worse than that. <laughs> on that uh, note, for flex seal <laughs> and Miller Lite and uh, whatever else we advertise for today, this has been the iTest Power Hour. Corey, hit that button. Hit that button. Corey, press my button.